0: Yo, yeah, yo, yeah, check this out, this is Fresh man, the two-eyed fruit. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all, it's me, DMC. What's up, y'all, this is the boy, Master B. Yo, check us out, Chuck, the Public enemy. Yo, what's up, this is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up, this is DLC. This is your boy, this murder. This is Jerry Hello. motherfucker. This is your boy, DJ Paul K.
1: 365. Young, yeah, busy, Paul. Vice warm. Yo, this is DJ Reddy Red What
0: up, what up, what up, this is the real Rick Ross. You listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up? <laughs> this is a show that shows no limits. Broadcast up and the real. Interviews with legendary artists still got love for the underground feel. with records the shit rappers that are coming get up, with to get put on. We needed a platform to fight the The show that you need to be on. Hit up UTS for life on screen and follow up with a For all of your needs. Production, a of the master and the free we, the we represent. all them chillers on the Monday. We show love to all you fans. We keep the focus Bringing nothing but the river Come and tune in to the dopest I'm a man, baby Welcome to the Murder Master Music Show This is episode 702 uh, Man, we got a guest uh, tonight that I really wanted to have on this show Ever since we started back in 2012 uh, man, He really needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway, man This guy, uh, one of the coldest to ever play the guitar in the hip-hop world Hands down, period, or anywhere for that matter um, You know, I'm talking about the one and only Shorty B from the dangerous crew, let's bring him on right now, Shorty B. Uh, man, welcome to the show, brother. What it do?
1: Doing? What it do, man? God bless, God. I'm good, man. I'm good,
0: man. Keep yeah, my chops uh, up, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely, man. We uh, you know, we living in crazy times with uh, uh you know, what I'm saying COVID, and and now we're yeah, seeing, you know, I'm saying our country, you know, what I'm saying uh, uh reform and, and and try to kick out. You know what I'm saying? The hate, and the evil, and all that, man. Right? Uh, how yeah, yeah. it been the last few months, brother.
1: You know, you know. I'm so low key, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm pretty always good because you know what I'm saying. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of like. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I get you. Uh, but I'm just so. Uh, how do you put it? Like I don't want to say a hermit, but I'm just low key. So you know, I've been, you know, keeping to myself, and you know, I got my own little facilities and whatnot. And, so I don't you know, I, I go out in i and I and I pray for everybody, you know what I'm saying. I hate I hate that uh we're going through this and and about that thing about hate, that's like it's really, you know, life is just no time for that, man. You know, life is already too short. Who got time to hate somebody? Yeah, the color they yeah life, what, life after, is whatever short,
0: man and you, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we, we can't waste it, um, you know, hating people. You know, um and rest in peace to George Floyd, you know what I'm saying, uh what Check happened to him? Tragic, you know. what I'm saying what happened to so many others. Uh, you know, hopefully we can we can see some change in that aspect. Um, but and man, it's, it's just you know, not
1: black folks that's getting beat up. You know, it's just you. You know, a lot of people are getting you know
0: really uh, um, just
1: disrespected and, and just, you know uh, beaten senseless, man. And they they they're coming in all colors
0: because you know the police. You know, once they go on one, they don't really care. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a police state right now. We're living in like a right, you know what I'm right, saying right. militarization of the police you know, prison industrial complex is out of hand. But uh, hopefully this sheds enough light on it to where, where we can get some real change, and maybe we can get the orange orifice out of office come November. <laughs> you know, that's but that's right. wishful thinking. That's wishful yeah, thinking, Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think you know? we have
1: to be careful with this guy because uh, I think he's very vindictive. So. You know, saying so you got to oh, yeah. really keep your guy. Yeah, yeah, ain't no telling what uh, he got planned. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think because when uh, they tried him for the uh, impeachment, and I think they pissed him off. So I think that's, I think the coronavirus came
0: after that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. That's
1: just my personal thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You, you never know, man. It's, it's uh, so much going on right now. It's hard to keep track of everything. Um, but you yourself, man. Uh, you're a very, very talented musician, man. No one plays a guitar like you. Um man, when did you get involved, you the in music? Actually when I was
1: seven years old, man, I used to look at um the Funkadelics and Osley Brothers and I used to just get in stand in the mirror with the broom, right? I had all the moves in the world, though I couldn't play yet. But you if you looked at me you would know it. And I don't know, it's something about it. It just attracted me from the age of seven. I think I got my first guitar when I was about nine, I think it was. And it just kept moving forward. Never looked look back. When I was yeah. young, everywhere I went, like, like I'm in D.C. right now. I haven't been in D.C. since Million Man March. It's my hometown. And even my old friends that i see seen now, they're like, man, I ain't seen you in years. But every time I saw you, you had a guitar. And we knew you was going to make it or something like that. Well, you know, I, I, I just knew I had to try. You know what I mean Uh because, you know, I came up in D.C. and I started with the Go-Go. I actually started with a, 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 a Top 40 band called 10 Feet Under. There was a guy named Steven Everett, best bass player in, in the world I ever seen in my life because I, to this day, I've never seen anybody play like him. He used to play with a, a Morley pedal. He played at a Fender Jazz, four string, but he would strum chords like, on his bass like a guitar and I've never seen nobody do that. I mean, man, and play with the... Uh, Morley Peddle and the, oh man, he this guy was phenomenal. But um, unfortunately, he was riding in his car and his girl was arguing and grabbed the steering wheel, and they went off the ramp and it kind of paralyzed him. He's all right today, but he's not. He, we're never going to get that bass player back that he was. And like again, I have to mention his name because it's really my first, my very first influence. A guy named Stephen Everett. I want to put his name out there. He meant you know, he means the world to me and uh, I wish the world could have really got a chance to see this guy. This guy was phenomenal. And uh it's like, you know how do you do you know anything about like uh Stanley Clark? You remember him, Scott? Bass
0: player? Vaguely, vaguely Clark. Oh man, he long
1: he play, you know, he do six, yeah. four runs and all that. This guy Steven never was on that level, but he was and style was totally different. I've never seen anybody to this day. And I've met millions of bass players and guitars and musicians and stuff. I never met anybody that even come close to this guy's style. And it was my first influence. He used to let me take his bass. I was a roadie in a group called Jim Feet at first. So when Steve was late, I would, you know, I'd go to rehearsal. I would learn. I knew all the songs that they played. So, when uh, uh, Steve would be late to rehearsal, I would fill in. You know, I would set in. And sometimes he would let me take his bass home for the weekend, and that was real influential to me. And that that that's when Shorty B was born. When Steve started letting me take his bass home, and I got once I got to learn, I got to uh, actually get to know it. I never looked back. I wow. just had to say that I had to give Steve Everett this props. Man, he is my first influence. He is the reason I am Shorty B today.
0: That's awesome right there You know what I'm saying Because everybody You know When you start out I don't care what you're doing Whether you You know You're playing basketball Or, or whatever it is There's always somebody that, that, that is that influence You know what I'm saying And um, I know for sure Many have been influenced by you uh, At what point In time You know what I'm saying Did you get involved In the world of hip hop Okay um, I moved To uh, uh
1: Wait a minute. Let me spell the word interview. I'm telling my sister. She's gonna, I call her. Okay. Um. I start. With, uh, uh. Say your question again, Scott. So I'm giving you the right answer. Say it one more time. What did you ask me just now? Yeah. When did you uh first get involved with with uh, hip hop? Hip hop. Well, I moved to Oakland in. I think the first time I moved to Oakland was in 1980. I hooked up with um Uh. See, uh, how did I meet Shock G? Somehow or another, I w- I'll end up at the studio in Richmond, California. I think it was, uh, I can't remember the sound, uh, the studio, but it ended up getting burnt up. And a lot of Digital Underground lost a lot. They had a lot of hits, man, that the world never got a chance to hear. Because when the big fire came through, it burnt up the studio and a lot of their masters and stuff. But I end up at a studio over there with uh, uh, Digital Underground. And uh, I had wrote a song that came out on my first gold record. was on uh, Digital Underground called uh, Sons of the Peak. I got a song in there I wrote, I rapped, and produced called Tales of the Funky. The whole song, all the lyrics and everything are about George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic, Boosie, the whole Funkadelic thing. Uh, I wrote the whole song using titles of the songs and uh, uh 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 names of the musicians in the band and shock g when i let him hear it he went crazy he said man i gotta have this he said he said man so what he did he took a song off the album and put my song on the album and it's called uh um uh, tales of the funky you got to check that out It's by digital underground on the sons of the p album called tales of the funky i wrote and i, I wrote shock g and humpy hump rhyme i wrote mine and i'm on that rapid with humpy hump and shock g so you get a chance check that out, and I think that that song, you know, God forbid that I lose my uncle George Clinton by any means, but you know everybody must go. But I think the day that that happens, I think this song, if it's if it gets exposed, I think it would be perfect for his demise.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, now this is the this is the early days of. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Digital Underground. You said that they had a studio fire and lost a bunch of music? Wow. Yeah, in, in
1: Richmond, California. Yeah, you remember the fire came through Oakland and burnt down all everything, you know, uh, in the Oakland Hills and stuff, and uh, we used to record, I can't remember the name of the studio. It'll come to me uh, uh, in a minute. And uh, uh, yeah, it burnt up, and it burnt up, had all Shock G Masters and, and, and some stuff in there. And not only that it burned down shock g's apartment where he lived where he had all his other masters stuff he he got he caught a double whammy with the fire man it burned down his apartment where he had his stuff at and masters at, and the studio where he had stuff at burnt that 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 down too and we never really got the chance to hear the digital underground that we were supposed to now shock g did good and made a few hit records and you know we did good and not, but uh uh I uh, wish the world could. I even myself got a chance to hear more of what they had ever created because, uh, you know, as a piano player, man, I, I kind of love Shock I like to sit down with him and just listen to him jam, man. He's uh he's a euphoric, you know what I'm saying? He's like he puts you in a state of mind when he plays. I like I just like sitting with him and jamming with him, and uh, if you can catch one little jam session uh, on. Uh, what album was that on Two Shores album? We got a song in there called um, "I Got a" da, 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 so many songs. It's got Shock G on it. Uh, uh, damn, I think it's on the Get In Where You Fit In album. I can't remember the name of the song for some reason, but uh, yeah, we just and we just jammed and took that and put that on the album. <laughs> okay, but I yeah. started my first record, my first record. Scott was with Digital Underground. I was, I was in Ditcher on the ground for maybe, uh, I guess, maybe a year and a half or something. And uh, I was in, I lived in West Oakland. And uh, uh, one day, one of my homeboys come by, because I was the weed man back then, right?
0: <laughs> and uh, my
1: homeboy came, yeah, my homeboy came by and said, Show me what's up? I said, man, you got some weed? I said, you know, I keep some weed. He said, man, I need an out. It was on a Sunday. So, uh, I and I never said, it was early. 10, eleven o'clock Sunday morning, beautiful California day in Oakland. I'm in West Oakland. I'm in a project called Acorn Project. And uh uh my homeboy Kern uh came, got down. I said, Man, where you finna go? He said, I'm finna go back over to Jerry Houses house and uh finish watching the game. I he said, uh, I, I said I and me and Too short over there watching the game. I said, Too short over there? Cause I never met him, then I heard him I heard of him, you know, and heard his music. I said, I'm going to meet that nigga. So uh, I had the, uh, an apartment where he came. I had drums, keyboard, guitar, amps in this, in my in one of my bedrooms, like a studio in my bedroom where I just jam all day. And Kerm used to come by. They, my friends used to come by and sit down and just watch me jam all day. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I followed. I got in the car. Followed Kermit back over to uh, uh, Myrtle Street, which is where our studio is, which is actually the house I'm going to. But that was my first time there. We hadn't built the studio there yet. But I went to Murder Street, walked in, met short. My homeboy, Curran, say, man, this is my boy Shorty B. Man, he played the Funk of This guy play everything, sure. you got to hear him play. I go over his house and Shorty B put on a whole concert for me on every instrument. He said, for real? He said, all right, man, after the game, I'm going to go back over there with you and check you out. So after the game, we went back to the Acorn Project, took him up in my room. I did a, a live night, I played the drums. I played the guitar. I played the bass. I played the keyboard. You know what I'm saying, and uh, uh, Short was impressed. So the next morning, Scott, about nine o'clock in the morning, in the projects, I heard a horn blowing, bam, bam, bam. I look out the window. Short is sitting out in that burgundy bins that he got on. Uh, it's on the album cover on uh, Short Dogs in the House. I look out. Uh, I stick my head out the window. And I say, "Oh, what's up? What's up, Short?" He said, "Man, what you doing today?" I said, "Man, you know, same old hustle." He said, "Man, what you going to ride with me?" And I, I, uh, I got in the I left and got in the car. Me and Short had been riding. we have been the homeboys from that day. Uh, we just rode together. Before I know it, uh, we started working on Shorty the Pimp album. And I think uh, the first song I did was In the Trunk, which actually oh. Was, oh, is the yeah, opening song for Black Panther movie. That was the first song yeah. I ever did for Too Short was In the Trunk. I went to jail for about six months, four months, I think it was. And... Uh, stop record he waited till i got out and we went we went and finished the album and the rest is history like that but there are there are tons of other stories But i'm just trying to give you the layout of how it all began.
0: uh yeah that's amazing right there um you know what i'm saying not only to to uh be part of digital underground but then of course you know what i'm saying later on to hook up with too short um you know back to the digital underground though real quick at that particular time, did you meet Tupac, or did you meet him later?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I met Pac. Everybody, yeah. Money beat me and Pac became real tight. You know what I'm saying? Cause Pac kind of lived. Uh, I'm, from, I'm from Acorn. Pac lived on like uh like almost 35th area off the freeway, next to uh, Smooth, who was a keyboard player, in digital underground, and uh, uh, we just became tight. You know what I'm saying? I remember uh, uh being over in Pac's apartment one time and. He was uh, messing with a gun, and the gun went off and went through the
0: ceiling at
1: his <laughs> neighbor's house, the department upstairs stand. I had the gun and it of went course. off, you said? Yeah, it went off. Went through, yeah, yeah. The gun went off. I can't remember. I remember, I remember it's been so long ago. Yeah, the gun went off. I'll never forget that. And it went through the the wall. You know what I'm saying? Like the ceiling or something. I'm like, Damn. So uh, uh, we started recording, and uh, uh, I had a few more songs, but that was one of the only—that was the only one I did with Digital Underground. Because after I hooked up with Short, I I went platinum and never went back. And I, and after Short, you know, me and Short got together, it got so busy that I didn't really have time really to actually lock back in with Shock G and Digital Underground. Plus, there's a whole lot of guys in the group over there anyway. You know what I'm saying? And after. Uh, I, I, I looked at it as a, a better financial opportunity for me um, um, with Short because, you know, he was only working with a guy named Al Eaton at the time. I think he did the ghetto, and I came in right after the ghetto. And I'm in I'm in the ghetto video standing against a fence somewhere. That's that, just when I had hooked up with Short. And basically right. Um, right that was sort of like the end of Al Eaton, not premeditatingly, but he really didn't mess with Al no more once, you know. Me, him and um Ant Banks so I I bought Pee Wee with me from Digit on the Ground. He's a keyboard player and he's, you know,
0: amazingly
1: talented. He plays everything and can do everything. So and me and him became real tight, so I bought him introduced him to Short. For you know the dangerous crew was born. Me and Banks and Two Short And Pee Wee, that was it.
0: Yeah. Well before that, yeah, didn't yeah. they have a lineup with like Spice One and Rapid Forte. I think oh, it was, yeah, they yeah, put out yeah. a, they had a, whole a single in the late a, 80s but it never materialized. Yeah. yeah, that was the first Dangerous Crew, but
1: man, let me tell you something man. I I, I had, and it's like, you know, uh, it took me a while to realize this but I noticed that everybody and I, I this is not slander, this is not hate. This is not uh, uh, uh um uh uh anything negative, but I noticed that Everybody who fuck with short, don't fuck with short. Everybody. Nobody fucks with short. Why is that? I know why, but I can't say it on this interview because, you know what I'm saying, I'm I'm trying to be respectful. But the truth is the truth, and we all got to live by it. So, you know what I'm saying? But I, I just wonder why. If you look at the first dangerous truth, nobody fucks with short. The second dangerous truth, nobody fucks with short. Short don't fuck with us. You know what I'm saying? Now, I talked to Ant Banks, me and Ant Banks had a conversation about three weeks ago, which was a real great conversation. You know, I, I me and Ant Banks, I, I hooked up with Ant Banks and was making records. We did Pool Man, we did uh, 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 MC Ant, we did. Uh, 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 yeah, I've been trying to interview uh, him for dame. years, man. He's
0: yeah, got yeah, dangerous life.
1: dame. Yeah, we did dangerous dame. Uh, we did Plan B, me and Banks. So you know, we ended up hooking up, had a meeting. Uh, was short. This guy named Greg Brunt Craig Bryant had hooked up the meeting, and uh, we all sat down. And before you know it, we started contracts, was uh, getting passed out. So the dangerous crew was 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 born. We started cutting records, and uh, even like you go on the interview, even I mean on YouTube, you even hear sure say the records that Me, Banks, and Pee Wee did were four albums was the first were his best albums, most selling albums, and the song I did, Show sure, told me was his biggest record ever, which was "Getting It," and I did that.
0: Oh yeah, Th- those four albums right there: Shorty the Pimp, Getting Where You Fit In, Cocktails, and Getting It. To me, they, that, that was the epitome of his too short career, I believe. Well, that, that's all my era.
1: That's my era. Yeah. It's me and Pee- oh yeah, yeah. You know what played, I mean, so Banks many classic keyboard, and he made he made it sound right. But as far as putting the
0: playing the the, the music. That's me and Pee Wee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, um, you know what I'm saying. When I interviewed Goldie several years back, he was talking about um, one time there was there was this incident where he did a show in Chicago. I don't know if you were there. Now it was probably around '94, and uh, I guess uh, Too Short didn't show up, and the crowd was was getting real crazy. Were you at that show? I probably was.
1: I just don't remember. We done, done a, a thousand shows <laughs> in a thousand different cities. You had to say something to remind me of an incident that would put me right well, back well, there.
0: Well, this this was the show where uh, a bunch of GDs was getting real crazy, and um, I think Larry Hoover's cousin or something had to calm everybody down. And then Short finally showed up. Um, oh, is there? Yeah, they, they, I, I'm
1: sure I was there. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just don't remember.
0: Yeah. But uh um,
1: uh uh I do remember we was in Chicago a couple of times and uh, uh R. Kelly came because, you know, we was on the same label, Jive Records, and he would come through and, and uh holler at us for a little bit and I met a guy named W Tai Gotti and Boo. They was with him at the time, so they kinda like uh um uh kinda you know, I kinda like uh uh uh, not 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 a relationship, but we kind of we knew each other, you know what I'm saying. Once we saw each other and and whatnot, but uh, uh, I, I don't know if it was that time or not, but I, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that. I'm sure I had to be there. I was on tour, did all the shows, so yeah. And I, I you, did most uh, of Goldie's
0: album. I did most of Goldie's album, oh, okay. Land of Funk, all that. That's me, Shorty B. Land, of, yeah, yeah, Land of Funk. Man, the the, the the bass lines and all that on that album just incredible. Yeah. Very yeah. underrated album, right there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But but, but you been, know, let
0: me tell you. Let, let me more. tell you something. Man. A lot,
1: a lot of this, a lot of stuff that we put out should have done better. But the reason it didn't, it was because of short, man. Because you know, short wasn't really. He wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, he wasn't really. Uh, I, I'm want I got to word this right. It's like uh, short wasn't uh, the businessman that you know we thought he was. Because it uh, seemed like he would drop the ball on, on 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 all these albums. You know what I mean? Like like the Dangerous Crew, they only printed five hundred thousand copies, and we sold five hundred thousand copies, and they wanted another five hundred thousand. That Dangerous Crew, believe it or not, with no with no uh, promotions or nothing, probably would have went platinum. But because it went gold, no.
0: by mm, About five months, something like that. So there was a, uh, pretty much just like. Is is that pretty much why why the Dangerous crew doesn't really talk to this day you were talking about earlier, or doesn't really uh, get together and do stuff? Yeah, it's all course of short. All of us are cool.
1: All, yeah. Everybody is, the whole Dangerous crew is cool with each other from the first to the second. It's short, man. He's like, he, he, short is a type of brother, man, that he don't want to see you get no money, and when you do, I think he kind of gets jealous or something. I don't know if jealous is the word. But you can't eat with Short, man. You just can't eat with Short, man. Short is real selfish. And uh, uh, he, you know what I'm saying, just like, let me tell you how why I left the Danger group. Eric Sermon, I did a song called Buy You Something, which kind of messed oh, the East Coast, West Coast thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and uh, uh, you know, I was uh, I was downtown Atlanta one day walking through the Hotel Hill. Hotel. I was with a uh, little Jamal from uh, Illegal. You remember that little Eric group that uh, Eric Sermon had? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jamal. Yeah, and I was with Jamal. We was, uh, I think it was a uh, freak nigga or something, some sort of event down. We walking down in town, Atlanta, you know. And I walked to the hotel and walked up on RZA and Jizza from Wu Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, little Jamal knew them. He said, "Hey man," so he said, "Man, hey man, this shorty beat. this is guy who produced the new the Eric Sermon and Two Short song." And RZA said, "Man, you did that." I said, yeah, he said, man, that he shook my hand, and I swear to God, he said, man, that is the flyest hip-hop shit I ever heard in my life, and then Jizzle shook my hand uh, and say, man, yeah, he said, man, he said, word to bond, he said, word to God, or something like that, you know what I'm saying, they shook my hand, they was real, you know, they they was real, uh, showing me real uh, uh, admiration for the song, they really liked the song, Wu-Tang Clan, you know, and I was like, damn, so... It kind of, you know, that was good, you know what I'm saying? And and, uh, one time I was in Miami at Circle House Studios with Jazzy Faye. We were doing, uh, this is for my dog, I think for Lil Wayne, I think it was the song, and another song for Trina. And somebody kept bringing the doorbell. I am saying why come the receptionist is not answering the door? but we can hear it all the way in our room. So I went out there and answered the door. When I opened the door, it was Fat Joe. I, I said, hey. oh, I said, What's up, Joe? I said, Shorty B. I said, you might know, and I, I said, you might know me. And he said, no, you? He said, Shorty B, I know who you is man. So I was playing the guitar like he was playing the guitar. He said, who you What's in? You I said, me and Jazzy. We in the back. We are uh, working on some shit. He said, anybody else? He said, y'all hungry? I said, uh, he put up in the limousine, man. Fat Joe went back to the limousine, put out a bunch of hot lobster dishes, and that. They gave him some food. He just come from some lavish restaurant. Man, me, Fat Joe, and Jazzy Face sit there and had dinner about two hours. And then ate and talked, man. You know, i never forget that. But uh, Fat Joe was so cool, man. You know what I'm saying? And he knew who I was. And they were, sweat. I know you didn't sweat. Like, he kind of started me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, 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 But then I said, well, I guess I'm multi-platinum, I guess. Somebody got to know me by now. Yeah. And uh, I just saw so something yeah. that just popped
0: into my head, yeah. <laughs> but you, you eventually just left and. Yeah, Y'all because, ain't, ain't uh, talk, talked or been back doing anything since, huh?
1: Well, we moved we moved to LA. Eric Sherman and hooked uh short up with this lawyer. And uh, I can't remember his name. I think his name was Jeff something. And so my contract was up. So I say uh 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 short uh uh offered me another contract and it said exclusive. For uh $50,000? I said, nigga, you lost your motherfucking mind, nigga. Everything I'm doing is going platinum. Everything I do for you goes platinum, nigga. I said, look, short, just give me $100,000. Do, do, i you will know, do a deal for 10 songs, and just give me $10,000 song. You know what so I'm I'm just trying to put some money in my pocket. I'm living in L.A., and uh, 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 short kept coming back with a contract, but it still had the word exclusive in it. This is the end of the Dangerous Crew. I said, man, what's going on with this exclusive, dog? you trying to give me 100000 and then you're to tell me I can't record with nobody else but you? I mean, short, you lost your motherfucking mind, man. Come on, dog. Everything I'm doing, the first record I ever did with you with platinum, and this is all I can get. This is the type of dude shorty is he's very selfish, and uh, he's his mind ain't right, man. He doesn't think like a man. I'm not hating on him, but I'm just telling you the truth. This is what I've seen, so I had to leave short alone. Because if that I had to end up doing something to him. And you know what I'm saying? I didn't want no I don't you know, I didn't want to bring no problems, and I don't want no problems. So I say, Let me just leave you alone because every time he sent me the contract, it still had exclusive in it. I like man, what's what's going on? I've been waiting for this contract, you keep talking about you gonna fix it. But you know, y'all y'all do some other language, but it just says the same thing the last contract did. I like short sure, look, man, what are we gonna do, man? Can I get this hundred thousand I couldn't get a hundred thousand out of two short and everything I'm doing is going platinum. That tells you what kind of person we're dealing with. You feel me? Yeah, God, you, you, would think, me. you would
0: think you would get yeah, uh, you would think, but a this lot is, more. This
1: is the type of brother Short is. He's selfish. He really don't know what, I mean, you know, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know no brothers like him. Now, Short brother, his name is Wayne, is my is a good friend, a very good friend of mine. he, he, he kind of stubborn, but he's a very good friend of mine. I love him, and I'll probably kill you if you do something to him. His birthday is a day after mine. And I asked Wayne look, I said, "Man, your brother ain't nothing like you. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I don't know, man. This blows blows my mind. It's like, then I look at, I, then I look back. I say, because me and Short, you know, we used to ride around every day and listen to music and funk it up and get ideas for what songs we want to do. We were tight, man. But when Short, when I came through, and I, I think uh, when I helped Short get his money on, he got brand new on. Not just me. Everybody." I remember one time we was getting off a plane, and uh, we just got back to Oakland on tour. And, uh, you know, short sure can be kind of childish sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And they had, uh, they were throwing peanuts at Father Dom on the plane, and it really pissed Father Dom off. So the plane landed in Oakland, we getting off the plane, Father Dom take off on short. Wham! Hit him in the back of the head, almost, got, and short sure duck. If he didn't duck when he did, he'd knock him out. And uh, that was the end of Father Dom's career. But I'm like, damn, sure. How you gonna, you know, what kind of person does that? You gonna antagonize a man, drive him crazy, then when he snapped, then you going you gonna end his career and not put his arm out or nothing? You just left a man for dead. I'm like, who does that? What kind of man? what you I mean? What kind of man was you raised by, dog? You know what I'm saying? It make, goes through my mind. So I realized that my father and your father are nothing alike. So I had to accept that because I see how you get out. You really don't get out like a man. You don't get out nothing like your brother. You don't get out, and I see you, you know what I'm saying, the only ones you loyal to is your homeboys from East Oakland because that's your ghetto pass. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't loyal to none of the guys who making you rich. And why these niggas is really fucking with you because we keeping your money up. Sure don't, he's, no, he's not, has no loyalty, none at all. And but I was wondering uh, what happened uh, to
0: you guys. It's like everybody was like for three, four albums, Everybody was coming together, making these dope tracks, something to ride to. uh, You know what I'm saying? All these classics, and then boom, boom, everybody was was gone.
1: Nobody was eating. That shit had to stop. Nobody was eating, man. We wasn't eating, man. Short was giving us crumbs. Wow. And you know, we like okay, you know, let's get this money up. You know, we we know we building a brand. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, but you can't eat. Short don't understand that this little money you giving me, and then you take all my songs and go on a tour. And get paid to do my songs every night. I don't get a dime of that money. But you eating on my uh, shit every night. But Baham- he was- told me, man, I ain't even throwing that bank under the bank. But banks did tell me, he said, sure to be, I went down there to LA, hung out with Sean for a week or two or whatever how long. He said, Man, I went and did a few I went and went to a couple of shows and sure did. He said, Man, sure whole show is seventy percent your songs. His whole show. Is seventy percent your song, Shorty B, and you don't get a dime. And Short don't act like he don't, you know, you know, like he, like, like he don't realize that, you know. I don't give you. You're taking my shit, and you're getting rich on it, and I'm getting nothing. You know what I'm
0: saying? So yeah, realizing I, that. I hear the song too with much, unfortunately, in the rap game. I mean, just like the late great DJ Reddy Red, uh, you know, uh, they blacked out his face on the first Scarface solo album. Yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, cause I, yeah, 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 he contributed to the sound of that label. It's like, you know, it's crazy. You can't erase history. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's it's funny because, you know what I'm saying, it's like um, I don't know. I don't know, Scott. I
1: wasn't born like that. My 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 brothers and I like that. My father wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, we uh, you know, we we, we you know who your team is and you keep your team tight. And we all eat together. Sure, ain't was it's not like that. He's not that type of dude, man. He's like more like a um, I don't want to say a woman, like, you know what I'm saying? But he, does, he doesn't think like a man, man. He really doesn't. And so once I realized that, I said, okay, I got to leave this nigga alone. Because if I don't, I'm going to end up having to hurt him. And I, and I know that's going to be a lot of problems. You know what I'm saying? I, I And So so I moved to L.A. Let me tell you, I moved to L.A. Let me give you some, some of this real shit. We moved to L.A., right? So I'm staying in a, a young mansion up in Santa Anita right out by the Santa Anita racetrack up in the hills, right? I bought a Rolls Royce from one of homeboys' Mexican partners. And it me in. You know, hey, right? they had, had some paper, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh, but I'm still waiting on this contract, right? So, so what, what's the contract? It's coming here right now. So, every time the contracts show up, it's uh, um, it's the same shit. So, one day we had uh, Echo Sound Studios recording we in the middle studio. Snoop Dogg and them is in the studio on the left, and Sticky Fingers and Pedro is in the studio on the right. So we had a, you know, we kind of cool with Snoop Dogg and them because we had met them in Florida at the, uh, I don't know what it was, it was a, what Jack the Rapper, I think it was. <laughs> Excuse me. So we had built a relationship. We cool. So uh, now you know we're in LA, so you know it's Bloods and Crips. They are they're everywhere. So I, 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 one of this Crip dude came up and said, man, I like that what you playing, man. Is,
0: is, is, is
1: You made that? I said, yeah. He said, what's your name? I said, Shorty B. He said, you Shorty B? He said, yeah. He said, man, my name's Cell. So I hooked up with Cell, right? Cell was a Crip. Me and Cell become crip, I mean, real close friends. So Cell hooked me up with all his close friends. So I'm living in L.A. I ain't got no friends. So L.A., you got to have friends. So I hooked up with Cell and his friends. They Avalon Crips, right? So, uh-huh. they love me. They they, they love. this to me, Scott. They love me, right? They show me nothing but love. Now, a part of me is on some gangster shit because I'm from the hood. I used to hustle, you know what I'm saying? I got a lot of guns and machine guns and choppers and shit. I ain't trying to hurt nobody, but I, I protect myself very well. But I, and I have no enemy. But this was back then, doesn't it? Yeah, this, this was back then. This is the mentality I had then. So, uh, I hooked up with the Crips. Not Cripping. I'm not gangbanging or none of that, but you know, they, they escort me wherever I got to go through the city because you got to have that shit in L.A. You got to have a team, you know what I'm saying? So so I'm in a house, and I got a bunch of a bunch of the homies in the house. I got a pool table, swimming pool. We in that shooting pool. So I'm living up the hill, so I guess it. So finally, Short pulls up. He see all these cars outside out of the house. But he don't know all these cars are in my house. He think they just part of the neighborhood, right? So let me back up a little bit. The day before that, Snoop come over to my house. I get a call. Hello, this is uh, uh FYI. Snoop want to know if it's cool to come through. I say yeah. Tell Snoop ain't nobody here but me and my boy. And uh, as it comes through. Five minutes later, Snoop pull up in a gray bulletproof van with FYI. Come in the house, kick it. We smoking weed, shoot pool. You know me and Snoop cool. To this day, we got a great relationship, man. Snoop, Snoop invite me to his in his house. I stay in the house, for the night. His wife shows me love all the time. They show me nothing but love. I have nothing but love and respect for Snoop Dogg, Dad, and all them. am doing they they like my, my family. You know what I'm saying? My distant family. So uh uh, uh Snoop come on my house I say man it's I said man I'm tasing this nigga short man he ain't texting me back won't call me back or nothing man you know what I'm saying? I ain't supposed to have my new contract. I'm ready to go to work. Let me try to get my money so I can go to work. Snoop say, Man, short sure was at my house yesterday. I say what? I he was in Atlanta. And he, I said, the nigga ain't calling me back. Snoop say, man, kind of talking bad about you, too, shorty B. I'm like, what? i like, what he saying, Snoop? Snoop say, uh, uh he's saying, that hey, you ain't got some money. You done bought a Rolls Royce, and you don't fuck with him no more. I said, Snoop, that's a fucking lie. I bought the Rolls Royce from Short partner for one. Short hooked me up with the Rolls Royce. And then I say, uh, I then I say, uh, uh, Short keep telling me they're going to uh, give me this new contract with the reworded, but every time the contract show up, it's the same shit. And I told him, so I guess Short thought I was just going to sign it, but I never did, which actually ended the Dangerous Crew because I never signed. And he never got my contract. Like, you can't get no money with Short. A fucking 100000 dog, everything I'm doing is going platinum, making you filthy rich, and I can't get a punk-ass 100000 This is this. Now, this is the two Short y'all don't know. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, like, you can't eat with too short. You, and nobody's made a dime m- or more than a dime over there fucking with too short. Mm-hmm. It's simple as that. I'm not hating them, not that. This, this is the honest God truth. And uh, so uh, I say, uh, So uh, Snoop say, Yeah, I say what? He said, Yeah, I say, uh, I say, uh, th- I say, he over there at y'all talking about me like that, Snoop? Snoop said, Yeah, I just want to put you inside because, you know, you're a real nigga, Shorty B. You know, I like you and short my dog. And- I just, you know, see if y'all can get some shit squared away or, you know what I'm saying, something ain't right because you talking bad about you. And soup gonna me now. Who's soup loyal to if he gonna come and tell me this? You feel what I'm saying, Scott? Who he loyal to? He bro, he loyal he yeah. to a real nigga. And evidently that wasn't sure because he told me what was happening. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like he was snitching or anything. He was just like, he talking, because because both of us are his friends, me and sure. So he like, he come talking to me like, what's going on man short kind of talking crazy about you. i'm like what what can anything what bad can anything short have to say about me all i'm doing for him and his fucking career you know what i'm saying so um he tell me that uh i say uh so the next day short he shows up short don't know soup was over there the day before so short answered though when he walked in i got about 15 16 17 crip dudes and about eight trip Ain't nobody ain no violence or nothing, but this is dayhood. This is how they live. This is LA. This is how they get out. I'm just coming into this situation, but they love me because I'm a real dude, and I, I, I'm not Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? I'm living good and I share what I can. You know what I'm saying? So Scott, they came in, so she'll come in, and so all he looked and see all these crips, and his eyes got bug out He's like, oh shit, this nigga Shorty sure be to hooked up with the motherfucking crips and got a house full of them. It wasn't. It was like that, but it wasn't like that. So I walk over the show, I put my hand on, on the shoulder, I say, man, check this out. You with me, Scott? Am I talking too much? Yeah, I'm with you, brother. Oh you uh, yeah, all right. so I say, uh, I say, sure. I say, man, Snoop say, man, you over this house, man, talking bad about me, man.
0: He said, Oh no,
1: no, no. I say, Look, check this out, homie. If you ain't got nothing good to say about me, just keep my name out your mouth. And we'll do it like that. Now, I see you ain't got my contract. So I see that you know, I, I, in my mind I say, all right, I'm about to leave this nigga alone because he on some bullshit, and that's what I did. I had to, you know, put up with fucking short, and I don't know, you know, I don't know guys like short. It was kind of weird for me to deal with him because I don't know men like short. I've never met a man like short. That you know, supposed to be somebody, you supposed to be so big, but your mind is so small. It kind of it startles me, you know what I'm saying? Because I really want to see you, you know, be the G that everybody think you are. And pimping, you ain't never pimped a bitch in your life. You got all these motherfucking people thinking you're a pimp. You ain't got a pimp bone in your body, short. Sure. If a girl gave you a dollar, you probably think she was setting you up. You know what I'm saying? So just keeping it 100, man. So I see the homie was living up inside. I let him do that. That's his life. Do what you do. Just keep it 100 with me. But when you couldn't do that, that's when we had a problem. But then I realized, well, it, I'm not the only nigga you ain't keeping it 100 with. You ain't keeping it 100 with nobody in the
0: Dangerous Crew. Ain't nobody. I, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. So when Pooh Man left, um, uh, was, was that kind of validated? Pooh after Man ain't left. Pooh with... Man
1: got fired. Pooh Man didn't leave. Oh, he got fired. He got okay. fired. We stopped
0: fucking with Pooh Man. We let oh, that okay. shit go. You know what I'm
1: saying? Because Pooh Man, you know. It's, it's problems, you know. It's just everybody. But it's just growing pain, really. You know what I'm saying? And uh, me and puma Man had a little incident one time. I'm coming off He's he talking shit, and I'm telling Puma, Man, you know what I'm saying, nigga? You can get a fade whenever you want to, cause I can fight real good. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't, didn't necessarily want that at the time. So we get out the plane, we walking up the corridor. Pooh Man had his homeboy grab me from behind, and so he started threatening, he threatened me. I said, nigga, let me go. I said, let me go, and we can, you know, we can have look like men. I put these big I put these big beaters on your ass and we can call it a squash. But hey, we end up squashing, I call this big homie and told him homie, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Pooh man, I'm on the east side, I'm in the car with these choppers. I'm really finna put your boy down. But, you know, his homie was Big Hub and I had nothing but respect for Big Hub. He's a big homie. And you, you know, so I had to call Hub and say, Look, man, I'm I'm right here, I'm looking at your boy. He don't even know and I was in the car talking to Hub and you, and you can ask Hub. I said, I'm looking at your boy, man, I'm ready to put him down. He don't even know we right here. I'm looking right at him. And I called her and I told her, Hug, say, let me call him shorty be, let me talk to him and uh whatever he did. So me and Pooh Man, we good. You know what I'm saying? They got squashed and whatnot and it was that was it. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't trying to do me no harm, I wasn't trying to do him no harm. So we cool. So every now and then I, I look on uh I
0: see Pooh Man do a
1: lot of fishing and uh uh maybe we can get together and do that one day. But uh Scott, man, it's like uh it got so bad, man, it's like uh, okay, I gotta leave because if I don't, it's, it's bad. But then it's like nobody's eating. And then to talk to Ann Banks, the conversation I had with Ann Banks was so enlightening. And, and I knew we already knew. But to just hear it come out of Ann Banks' mouth was kind of liberating for me. Because they making me think like I'm hating because I ain't eating. But I'm making hit records. Why well, ain't I eating? You know what I'm saying? I can't even get 100,000 out of this nigga. Yeah. And it ain't his money. He's going to get it from the record company to give it to me. But I couldn't do it, man. You know what I'm saying? And then he don't want me to record with nobody else. He want to keep my sound because that ain't Short Sound. That's Shorty B Sound, that new Dangerous crew. Believe it or not, I mean, that's me. You know what I'm saying? I was the only musician over there. That's why I went and bought my homeboy, Pee Wee, to help with the music. And Banks wasn't really a musician. He played a little keyboard, but he was an engineer and a rapper and very good at engineering. Rapping, hmm, somewhat. You know what I'm saying, and it, and they ended up dropping him, so I guess they wasn't feeling he wasn't, but it wasn't really. I don't think it was really bank. I think it was you know the promotions and what short wasn't doing. You know what I'm saying. The kind of yeah, that
0: big bad badass album should have been multi platinum, man. Yeah, they, man. Straight, you know what straight man, hustling. Man, you know what I mean, but well, short didn't know.
1: Short didn't know what he was doing, and, and we all thought he did. I think he thought he did. But he didn't man and it, it, it all went bad man. So it's like uh the last thing uh, I did I hooked up with uh uh I did a song uh at Short House with with Little John. We did a blow the whistle album. I think I'm on four songs and blow the whistle and that was it for me. And uh I never got paid for my song from Digital Underground, uh Tales of the P. Uh uh was uh uh Adrian Gregory was the manager and I think that he they ganked me. I signed, you know what I'm saying? But I, That's never, too got Pops, I never got man. paid. Two. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. And then, look, yeah. I mean
1: look, look, come to think of it. One time one day they were shooting uh a dit uh the digital underground in the east and like uh uh almost like in East Oakland, but it's like uh thirtieth area. It wasn't too far up. But uh Pop called me one day, he said, Man, uh check this out, man, I'm about to check this nigga Agent Gregory. He owed me some money. He said, Man, he said, Oh man, can you know, you, you Y'all come through, you know what I'm saying, just in case we jump off. I said, nigga, no problem. I'm sure show up with the homies. We all chopped up. So I showed up about five or six homeboys. We all got chopped up just in case it jumped off. It never jumped off. I got in the video, but they didn't. I, and the final cut, all you see is the back of my head. So it didn't work out. But, yeah, Adrian, uh, Pac had a problem with Adrian. You know what I'm saying, that uh, uh, uh we showed up at the video shoot. Adrian didn't know that he, he was about to get his ass tore off you know what I'm saying, right there, but, uh, and I didn't know at the time that, you know what I'm saying, my money wasn't coming, you know what I'm saying, but they they ganked me, dog, I never got paid for Sons of the P, I produced it, wrote it, and everything, never got a dime,
0: so that's what uh, kind of, that's horrible, that's a classic album,
1: too, man, it taught me a lot about the music, but I say I gotta ease back because I'm gonna end up hurting somebody, you know what I'm saying, I, I really am, and I am not, you know, and, and if I don't ease back and then you know but after dealing with short it taught me everything about uh let's just say uh unreal dudes you know what I'm saying he wasn't real man he wasn't real with none of us not, that's why none of us are with him he's not making records with none of us none of us are making records with him you know what I'm saying
0: you you, I you tell that, me why. you know that, yeah that's I always wonder because you know uh like you see with you know like groups like the ghetto boys uh, you know, Ready Red's gone. Bushwick Bill's gone. Two Live Crew. You got Fresh Kid Eyes. He's gone. Um, you always wonder why these guys don't come together and do something before everybody's gone. But now, I you know, I, I can see why. You know, if, if you choose not to work with him again, I can see why. If uh, yeah, I
1: have yeah, you know, I don't have no problem working with Short. Sure, I got to eat, man. You got to put some money up, man. This now, see, when I was yeah. short and I had the Dangerous Crew and I had Ant Banks, Pee Wee, and Shorty Bill uh, just sitting around, legends on my crew. I give them all a hundred thousand, man. Y'all going to make an album? Going to make a couple of albums? we will you know we we'll do the points and publishing. But here's something right now. Just going to make some. But look, 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 look. This would mess me up, man. Your brother called me about right before the end of the year was out. He said, Hey, man, uh. Short wanted to listen to this guy. This blew my mind. And then they, that's when I knew Short was crazy. Because Wayne Low called me. He said, Yeah, man, I just talk to Short. I said, Why am I talking to you, Wayne Low? Short don't even talk to us. He want us to talk to his brother. Like, what? Did you, are you crazy? So he say, uh, uh Short say, Yeah, man, he want to fly you, Pee Wee, and then bank down for a week and let y'all go in the studio and just record a bunch of shit and, uh, 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 he gonna pay for y'all tickets and hotel room, and uh, I, I I say oh, I say oh, really, I said that's what he gonna do. So let me get this right, Wayne Low. We supposed to come down there, record, leave all our masters and shit in short studio, wait till he get ready to do something with it. And that's what that's what you saying? I say nah, man, I'm not interested. So Wayne Low get mad at me cause it ain't shit without me. It, I'm the sound and I know it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I'm not big-headed about it, but I ain't going to let you just gank me, you know what I'm saying? So Short want us to fly down there, leave our family. He ain't sending us no money, you know what I'm saying? Like, send us five G's a piece just for the week, you know what I'm saying? Show us that, you know, we can eat and that you're really trying to do something big. He's not like that, man. So I, once I realized that this brother's mind is really small, I had to leave him alone, man, because you can't eat with Short. There is no eating with too Short. Short will pay all his Homies that allow him to come to East Oakland, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he he might look out for the homies, which is cool because I look out for my homies. I ain't mad at that, but damn, you ain't but you ain't gonna look out for the homies that's making you rich. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. You, you look got out them for? Out. They just cover your ghetto pad. You know
0: what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. but we the ones we the ones that making you a millionaire, dog. And I and, you know, and, and as a journalist I always I always try to uh, li- listen to both sides of the story. Uh but I never was able to um have short on the show. Or banks. Or banks for that matter. Now I've had Pooh Man, I've had um Goldie, you know what I'm saying, um and yourself. your know, Father Dom you mentioned. Is he still around, do you know, Father Dom? Is he doing anything? I haven't or? seen Father Dom in twenty years,
1: man. Wow. I don't even know if Father Dom alive. Personally I don't know. But I think he had some mental issues. I think he actually uh I think he went uh sideways on, on his mind I don't know. That's what I I heard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I thought he had I was hearing that he was having some mental issues. And Father Don was a good dude, man. I like Father Don, man. We had we had we had a hell of a stab, man. We had F M Blue, we had all
0: kind of rap Rapping Ron, and Ron. I, I never knew why he yeah. didn't sign rap on and Dilly Dog. That bad influence album was a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that should have been out everywhere. Um, but it's you know,
1: short, man, you can't eat. Just a right thing. And,
0: and he
1: and, and he is the last thing he's worried about is you eating. You cannot eat with too short. You will not eat with too short.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, well, you know, had that's, two it's very unfortunate. And that's why, yeah, short um, had two regulators He done fucked off.
1: Dangerous Music and uh, we're up all night. Come on, man. Yeah,
0: that's why I, you know, and you answered my question because I was going to say why uh, there was never a reunion. Or now I know, um, you know, uh, hopefully Short's hearing this, man. Maybe he'll reach out to you His years have passed. When was the last time you talked to him? Was it that last time? You, last year? No, nah, about two years ago. You know, Short said to him.
1: He said to a uh, uh, weird dude, man. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing real about him. I mean, you know, everybody thinks he's a pimp and all that. Todd Shaw
0: and Short have nothing in common at all.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. He, I remember him saying that. I, I think it was the Cocktails home video that Jive put out. He said that Short was like a, a character, you know, and Todd Shaw was a yeah, uh, different person. You know, he separated yeah, the yeah, two. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh yeah that's crazy man. Well what about you though uh uh Shorty B? I Um I know you you got um uh, you put the project a single, out a years back. Do you have
1: anything in the works now? Oh yeah, I got a video I just I'm about I was about to put out right before the uh uh coronavirus I did a song called Win 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 with a guy named Sasha Key on vocals and I got a uh I did a uh, If you go to the real Shorty B you can hear the song because I did a tribute to Kobe Bryant with the song, but I was gonna wait to after and do the, the uh, live performance song. But go to the real Shorty B on YouTube, and you'll see two videos, uh, uh, one with Kobe Bryant and another one uh, called Win Win Win. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's everybody likes the song. See, tell me if you like it. And uh, 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 and I, yeah, I did a tribute with it to uh, Kobe Bryant and the NBA. And it's one of those songs that anything that you do, athletic or not, if it's winning. And I want you to want to hear what you, how you what you feel about after you hear the song, and uh, check it out. And I let me know what you think. You know what I'm saying? But I'm about to re- I, we shot a video that we were about to release, and I think I think they're gonna go crazy when I put this video out. So I'm sitting on a single right now that I was, I'm glad I I'm glad I didn't put out because I was about to put it out. Maybe a week before coronavirus, and I started hearing that this thing was being shut down. So I held back on it. But I, I, you still can see, you still can hear the song and see other videos to the song. And uh, just go to The Real Shorty B on YouTube, and you'll see Kobe Bryant in another video. Listen to the song and tell me what you think. But the video,
0: Scott, that I did is off the chain. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't wait to check off that out. Uh, yes. You said it's on YouTube?
1: I just want to. Yeah, it's
0: on YouTube. You can see it right now. Uh huh. What's it called? The, name of the song is Win Win Win
1: Win Win. win, win. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: you can see I'm that gonna, right uh, there. Yep.
0: Matter of fact, uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to grab that. Win Win Win. We are champions. Shorty B. Okay. Yeah, I see yeah, it right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm gonna I'm that's gonna try to thing. grab it and play it right now. If that's cool mm-hmm. with you, we'll go to a little break and then yeah, we we'll come back and close out the you. show. Do your thing, you know, that'd uh, be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to get it real quick. Uh, yeah, man, that really messed me up, man, with Kobe because uh, I, I'm a Bulls fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Chicago, but right. I always thought, you know, all these comparisons to Jordan were ridiculous. But there was one person you couldn't help but to compare to Jordan, and that was Kobe, because he emulated his game after Jordan, and as now we know. He also got, you know, what I'm saying all kinds of pointers and, and, and advice from Jordan right, throughout right. the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when that happened, that was horrible. That was just man, that unexpected was by everybody. I haven't
1: cried, that. man. I haven't cried, in I know every bit of forty years. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop crying for about thirty minutes, man, when Kobe died. And I was tripping. I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> but I knew, you know, I, I've been a Kobe fan. Had, but Jordan, Michael Jordan too. My last name is
0: Jordan, so you know. And uh, then my shoes—I <laughs> got my name on my shoes. Oh yeah, there you go, there you go. You know, uh, but yeah, man. Um, I got the homie Sin calling in now from France. I, I wanted him uh, to uh, know I was interviewing you. He calls in and asks questions. I know he's got a question for you, real quick. Let, them. Me, do the best let me bring him on real quick, Sin, Are you there, brother? DJ Lord, hi, 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 legendary hey. Shorty B, so uh, hey, how, how it was to to record with a Spice One and a uh, and Goldie uh, at the time where they were in the dungeons was crew? Say your
1: question again. Make sure I hear you right. Say it again.
0: Oh, how how it was to to record with Spice One and uh, and, uh, and uh, Goldie at the time they were in, uh, in the Dungeons & crew. Spice and, One and, and Goldie? We were... Oh, you oh you yeah, said, yeah. yeah, was... yeah you... <laughs> spice One and Goldie. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, you know, those, those are my homeboys, man. Chico. That's what we call Spice. Chico. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everybody was about their work, man. Everybody had really polished their craft, and everybody should have been stars. The only reason they wasn't was your man. Too short. I I don't know what else to yeah. tell you, man. You know, so everybody should have been stars. We had, man, short had the most phenomenal assemble assembly, and did nothing with it. Nothing. None of the guys. None of the guys. It was just really for a lot of guys. It was a waste of time, because short wasn't the uh, the executive that we thought he was gonna be or was supposed to be. It didn't happen. And a lot of guys kind of fell off to the wayside, man, because they had put everything that they had into, uh, you know, making records. And they, you know, they hooked up with Too Short. They figured like they just one step away from, you know, doing something big. But, you know, I, I can think of 15 guys that never did anything thinking Short was going to do something. It, di- mm-hmm. it didn't happen, man. It's like, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I really can't put my, my 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 finger on this guy, man. And like you know, I I just don't know. I can't really explain this guy's mentality. I've never seen somebody so big think so small. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I Goals, what is
1: that too. Goals, Goals, I did a lot of. I did a uh, uh, me and Ann Banks. We did uh, all uh, Spice One records. We did and, and and Goldie. You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh it's like uh. You know, those guys were really good writers. They had, they, you know, they always had songs ready to go. Spice and Goldie, they were writers. You know what I'm saying? I think Goldie kind of got less in twos because he started seeing what was what was uh, manifesting, which was nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I guess Goldie kind of lost interest and he saw that this is going nowhere. And, you know, what I'm saying he, I can't put but so much uh, in the show because he's showing me that He's not who I think he is, and he's not going to be who I thought he was going to be. And like nobody, you know, you know after a while, everybody just decided that there's no eating over here, and uh, everybody starts splitting for you know it. It just you know, it was just the four of us, and then we, you know, I hate watch my I hate my expression, but we fucked that off too. You know what I'm saying? So, but but Goldie. And Spice One and Banks, I tip my hat to, you know what I'm saying? They're all hard workers. And uh, Spice One is still doing a lot of uh, uh, underground records, I think. Uh, he's putting, like, like CDs. I don't know how good they're doing, but I guess he's eating because he's still doing it. But uh, I tip my hat to Goldie, and I tip my hat to Finn.
0: Yeah. Can you tell Open us it. about the the song, By the Day, uh, out for the props, By the Day, dude?
1: Yeah, I did. That's my song. I put a prize. That's me. That's yeah, yes, i, did. I, did. Yes, oh, wow. I did. your song. I did nine songs. I produced nine songs on that Dangerous crew album. I, I orchestrated it. And let me tell you how that came, bro. The Dangerous crew. Short sure, one got it. Went over to Jive. Said, "Man, I need some money." All right, well, we got to find a way to get some money. All right, you give us a album uh, with your boys or something. I don't know how did, the details, of how they. Did. But what? Bottom line, he made a deal with uh, I Uh, for 500 copies for the Dangerous Crew. I don't know how much they gave Short. Short came to me, Shorty, I need you to do this album. Do this album. You're just going to do the Dangerous Crew album. He got paid for it. I did it. He gave me a few bucks to do it, but you know what I'm saying? I I bailed him out again. So I did the Dangerous Crew, and the Dangerous Crew went gold, but there were no more copies. They only printed 500,000 because there was no promotions, none at all with the Dangerous Crew. You never saw one promotion. They, never, they, they didn't need they, – they, the Dangerous Crew was an excuse to give Two Short some money because he needed some money, I suppose. This is my, what I think. And I believe, you know, so they gave Short some money, and so he signed and I was obligated for the Dangerous Crew. He put the Dangerous Crew in my lap. He showed me, do this album for me, and you know what I'm saying, and whatever, because they, they wasn't going to promote it. It was just an excuse to give Short some money. Come to find out, uh I did a song called Buy You Some, which at the time I was doing my own solo album called Shorty being the MVP. And getting it was supposed to be on there on my album and a few other but, you know, short was priority, so if anything he liked, he he he'd get it first. Of course, it's only natural. And he took Getting It and a couple you know, uh, a couple of other songs that bought So uh uh um uh uh um I forgot my point. I was man. I'm thinking so fast. Uh, but uh, uh, once we, uh, uh, once we got, you know, once we got the money for the Dangerous Crew, I did the album, and uh, I had to uh, buy you some. It was only about uh, buy you some was only about two minutes long, and it was like a commercial. I played the drums, everything live, playing live, everything on buy you some is live. It's me playing drums, guitar, bass, everything. So, uh, Greg Street, who's a real popular DJ in Atlanta. I don't know if you all know about Greg Street, but he's real, real popular. And he's a DJ in the, uh, on weekends in Houston, Texas. Anyway, Greg Street started playing the, the, the commercial, the Buy You Some. So Short had to put a little rap on it, one verse on it, and put it. he played it every day at 5 o'clock uh, when he come on a shift. He opened a shift, and he played this song every day for almost six years. Every day, Buy You Some. Well, anyway, when he started playing it, it took off like everybody was demanding. Like man, we want to hear that. That the record ain't long enough. We want to want to hear that buy you song. So they people start calling in, calling in for Greg. Say man, we need you got to make that buy you song longer, man. People want that song. You know they ask, they calling uh, you know two or three hundred uh, calls a day asking to request that song. So I went back in the studio, added another two three minutes to it. And you can hear it in the song is when the bass went boom, 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 boom. You hear it like on the video. I'll um, buy you something, you'll see it. And you hear it while I added. I went back and recorded another half of the song and uh, made the song longer. So now we got a whole song. And that's what helped the Dangerous Crew album go gold. But nobody expected it to do anything because they didn't put it, there was no promotion, no nothing. They was just, the, it was just an excuse to give short sure some money. And the album went gold. Shorty B went gold again with no promotion. Of course, they, you know it's not just me; everybody on it, you know, a lot of people on the album. But you know, I structured it, and I did uh, uh, "Don't Try This at Home." And for the last album, that's why I said, yeah, let yeah, me "Don't try this at home." Right? And I just Dog song, away. Dog George, song, yes. George Clinton loves that song.
0: <laughs> he, <laughs> he loves it. Shorty B, you are well so, aware of that. Oh. We, we got. Um, Sam, thank you for uh thank you for your questions, brother. We got this song um right up, queued up, uh, the Kobe Bryant, you know, uh tribute song. Um but before yeah. we go, uh before we play this man, I wanna give you the floor and I wanna thank you for uh taking time out to um you know what I'm saying let us chop it up with you man. Uh, we've been wanting to talk to you for years. uh much respect, Shorty B.
1: Hey, man, God bless, man. I thank you. Sin, thanks a lot for calling in. Where's Sin at? Where's Sin calling from? Uh, Sin's calling yes, Sin's, uh, from France. <laughs>
0: oh, you're from yes, France? Sir. Okay. How's from the weather? France. how's the weather out there? <laughs> oh, it's all right.
1: It's
0: all right. We do it, well, I want too. to thank you, you, <laughs> you and
1: Scott, man, calling in and calling uh, and it's like, you know, a lot, a lot of the stories I told today, I, I, I started to take to my grave, but I'm not going to. I, I, I think I owe this to my fans and you know, people that just, you know, interested. And I owe this to them. People, you know, they a lot of people who love the Dangerous crew and love Too Short, And they need to know the truth.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and no, I thank both of you guys. Well, I, I, I thank you. And, um, Man, this is, the, this is the Kobe tribute song. I'm going to let you intro this uh, as we get out of here, brother. Go ahead. Tell us about it.
1: Yo, this is my new single uh, called Win, Win, Win featuring Sasha Key, Shorty B, produced by me. I'm playing everything. And uh, it's an inspirational song for everybody that whatever you're doing, be positive and be a winner. And this song would definitely inspire that attitude in you. So, everybody, keep your head up. God bless you all. And keep winning. This is my new single called Win, Win, Win. Shorty B and Sasha Keith. Thank you. With the 13th
0: pick in the 1996 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania. Same metal with casket.
1: purpose. No, I sense a purpose was there ever since I was a kid. I knew exactly, I, I felt like I knew
0: God put me on the earth to play a game of basketball. I just love it so much, Incredible. Last time I talked to you, you had 62, a career high. You just scored 81 points. The second most point in the history of the NBA. Second only to Will Chamberlain. It comes to the victory. What can you say?
1: Um, what I've learned is to, to, to always keep going. Always. You know, there's been times, particularly early in my career, where it just feels like this is the end. Um, but what I've come to find out is that, you know, no matter what happens, the storm eventually ends.